Part 2 of Chapter 5 of Pilot's Handbook This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sammy Pilot's Handbook of Aeronautical Knowledge by the FAA Chapter 5 Flight Controls Part 2 Secondary Flight Controls Secondary flight control systems may consist of wing flaps, leading-edge devices, spoilers, and trim systems. Flaps Flaps are the most common high-lift devices used on aircraft. These surfaces, which are attached to the trailing edge of the wing, increase both lift and induced drag for any given AOA. Flaps allow a compromise between high cruising speed and low landing speed because they may be extended when needed and retracted into the wing structure when not needed. There are four common types of flaps. Plain, split, slotted, and Fowler flaps. See figure 5-17. The plain flap is the simplest of the four types. It increases the airfoil camber resulting in a significant increase in the coefficient of lift, CL, at a given AOA. At the same time, it greatly increases drag and moves the center of pressure, CP, aft on the airfoil, resulting in a nose-down pitching moment. The split flap is deflected from the lower surface of the airfoil and produces a slightly greater increase in lift than the plane flap. More drag is created because of the turbulent air pattern produced behind the airfoil. When fully extended, both plane and split flaps produce high drag with little additional lift. The most popular flap on aircraft today is a slotted flap. Variations of this design are used for small aircraft as well as for large ones. Slotted flaps increase the lift coefficient significantly more than plane or split flaps. On small aircraft, the hinge is located below the lower surface of the flap, and when the flap is lowered, a duct forms between the flap well and the wing and the leading edge of the flap. When the slotted flap is lowered, high-energy air from the lower surface is ducted to the flap's upper surface. The high-energy air from the slot accelerates the upper surface boundary layer and delays airflow separation, providing a higher CL. Thus, the slotted flap produces much greater increases in maximum coefficient of lift, CL max, than the plane or split flap. While there are many types of slotted flaps, large aircraft often have double and even triple slotted flaps. These allow the maximum increase in drag without the airflow over the flap separating and destroying the lift they produce. Fowler flaps are a type of slotted flap. This flap design not only changes the camber of the wing, it also increases the wing area. Instead of rotating down on a hinge, it slides backwards, on tracks. In the first portion of its extension, it increases the drag very little, but increases the lift a great deal, as it increases both the area and camber. As the extension continues, the flap deflects downward. During the last portion of its travel, the flap increases the drag with little additional increase in lift. Leading Edge Devices High-lift devices also can be applied to the leading edge of the airfoil. The most common types are fixed slots, movable slats, leading edge flaps, and cuffs. 
see figure 5-18. Fix slots direct airflow to the upper wing surface and delay airflow separation at higher angles of attack. The slot does not increase the wing camber, but allows a higher maximum CL because the stall is delayed until the wing reaches a greater AOA. Movable slats consist of leading edge segments, which move on tracks. At low angles of attack, each slat is held flush against the wing's leading edge by the high pressure that forms at the wing's leading edge. As the AOA increases, the high pressure area moves aft below the lower surface of the wing, allowing the slats to move forward. Some slats, however, are pilot-operated and can be deployed at any AOA. Opening a slat allows the air below the wing to flow over the wing's upper surface, delaying airflow separation. Leading edge flaps, like trailing edge flaps, are used to increase both CL max and the camber of the wings. This type of leading edge device is frequently used in conjunction with trailing edge flaps and can reduce the nose-down pitching movement produced by the latter. As is true with trailing edge flaps, a small increment of leading edge flaps increases lift to a much greater extent than drag. As greater amounts of flaps are extended, drag increases at a greater rate than lift. Leading edge cuffs, like leading edge flaps and trailing edge flaps, are used to increase both CL max and the camber of the wings. Unlike leading edge flaps and trailing edge flaps, leading edge cuffs are fixed aerodynamic devices. In most cases, leading edge cuffs extend the leading edge down and forward. This causes the airflow to attach better to the upper surface of the wing at higher angles of attack, thus lowering an aircraft's stall speed. The fixed nature of leading edge cuffs extracts a penalty in maximum cruise airspeed, but recent advances in design and technology have reduced this penalty. Spoilers Found on many gliders and some aircraft, high-drag devices called spoilers are deployed from the wings to spoil the smooth airflow, reducing lift and increasing drag. On gliders, spoilers are most often used to control rate of descent for accurate landings. On other aircraft, spoilers are often used for roll control, an advantage of which is the elimination of adverse yaw. To turn right, for example, the spoiler on the right wing is raised destroying some of the lift and creating more drag on the right. The right wing drops and the aircraft banks and yaws to the right. Deploying spoilers on both wings at the same time allows the aircraft to descend without gaining speed. Spoilers are also deployed to help reduce ground roll after landing. By destroying lift, they transfer weight to the wheels, improving braking effectiveness. See figure 5-19. Trim systems. Although an aircraft can be operated throughout a wide range of attitudes, airspeeds, and power settings, it can be designed to fly hands-off within only a very limited combination of these variables. Trim systems are used to relieve the pilot of the need to maintain constant pressure on the flight controls and usually consist of flight deck controls and small hinge devices attached to the trailing edge of one or more of the primary flight control surfaces. Designed to help minimize a pilot's workload, Trim systems aerodynamically assist movement and position of the flight control surface to which they are attached. Common types of trim systems include trim tabs, balance tabs, anti-servo tabs, ground adjustable tabs, and an adjustable stabilizer. Trim tabs. 
the most common installation on small aircraft is a single trim tab attached to the trailing edge of the elevator most trim tabs are manually operated by a small vertically mounted control wheel however a trim crank may be found in some aircraft the flight deck control includes a trim tab position indicator Placing the trim control in the full nose-down position moves the trim tab to its full up position. With the trim tab up and into the airstream, the airflow over the horizontal tail surface tends to force the trailing edge of the elevator down. This causes the tail of the airplane to move up and the nose to move down. See figure 5-20. If the trim tab is set to the full nose-up position, the tab moves to its full down position. In this case, the air flowing under the horizontal tail surface hits the tab and forces the trailing edge of the elevator up, reducing the elevator's AOA. This causes the tail of the airplane to move down and the nose to move up. In spite of the opposing directional movement of the trim tab and the elevator, control of trim is natural to a pilot. If the pilot needs to exert constant back pressure on a control column, the need for nose-up trim is indicated. The normal trim procedure is to continue trimming until the aircraft is balanced and the nose-heavy condition is no longer apparent. Pilots normally establish the desired power, pitch attitude, and configuration first and then trim the aircraft to relieve control pressures that may exist for that flight condition. Anytime power, pitch attitude, or configuration is changed, expect that retrimming will be necessary to relieve the control pressures for the new flight condition. Balance tabs. The control forces may be excessively high in some aircraft, and in order to decrease them, the manufacturer may use balance tabs. They look like trim tabs and are hinged in approximately the same places as trim tabs. The essential difference between the two is that the balancing tab is coupled to the control surface rod, so that when the primary control surface is moved in any direction, the tab automatically moves in the opposite direction. The airflow striking the tab counterbalances some of the air pressure against the primary control surface and enables the pilot to move more easily and hold the control surface in position. If the linkage between the balance tab and the fixed surface is adjustable from the flight deck, the tab acts as a combination trim and balance tab that can be adjusted to any desired deflection. Anti-servo tabs. Anti-servo tabs work in the same manner as balance tabs, except Instead of moving in the opposite direction, they move in the same direction as the trailing edge of the stabilator. In addition to decreasing the sensitivity of the stabilator, an anti-servo tab also functions as a trim device to relieve control pressure and maintain the stabilator in the desired position. The fixed end of the linkage is on the opposite side of the surface from the horn on the tab. When the trailing edge of the stabilator moves up, the linkage forces the trailing edge of the tab up. When the stabilator moves down, the tab also moves down. Conversely, trim tabs on elevators move opposite of the control surface. See figure 5-21. Ground adjustable tabs. Many small aircraft have a non-movable metal trim tab on the rudder. This tab is bent in one direction or the other while on the ground to apply a trim force to the rudder. The correct displacement is determined by trial and error. Usually, small adjustments are necessary until the aircraft no longer skids left or right during normal cruising flight. See figure 5-22. Adjustable Stabilizer Rather than using a movable tab on the trailing edge of the elevator, 
some aircraft have an adjustable stabilizer. With this arrangement, linkages pivot the horizontal stabilizer about its rear spar. This is accomplished by use of a jack screw mounted on the leading edge of the stabilator. See Figure 5-23. On small aircraft, the jack screw is cable operated with a trim wheel or crank. On larger aircraft, it is motor driven. The trimming effect and flight deck indications for an adjustable stabilizer are similar to those of a trim tab. Autopilot. Autopilot is an automatic flight control system that keeps an aircraft in level flight or on a set course. It can be directed by the pilot or it may be coupled to a radio navigation signal. Autopilot reduces the physical and mental demands on a pilot and increases safety. The common features available on an autopilot are altitude and heading hold. The simplest systems use gyroscopic attitude indicators and magnetic compasses to control servos connected to the flight control system. See Figure 5-24. The number and location of these servos depends on the complexity of the system. For example, a single-axis autopilot controls the aircraft about the longitudinal axis, and a servo actuates the ailerons. A three-axis autopilot controls the aircraft about the longitudinal, lateral, and vertical axes. Three different servos actuate ailerons, elevator, and rudder. More advanced systems often include a vertical speed and or indicated airspeed hold mode. Advanced autopilot systems are coupled to navigational aids through a flight director. The autopilot system also incorporates a disconnect safety feature to disengage the system automatically or manually. These autopilots work with inertial navigation systems, global positioning systems, GPS, and flight computers to control the aircraft. In fly-by-wire systems, the autopilot is an integrated component. Additionally, autopilots can be manually overridden. Because autopilot systems differ widely in their operation, refer to the autopilot operating instructions in the Airplane Flight Manual, AFM, or the Pilot's Operating Handbook, POH. Chapter Summary Because flight control systems and aerodynamic characteristics vary greatly between aircraft, it is essential that a pilot become familiar with the primary and secondary flight control systems of the aircraft being flown. The primary source of this information is the AFM or the POH. Various manufacturer and owner group websites can also be a valuable source of additional information. End of Part 2 of Chapter 5